Brother, I just want to say I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for your leadership. I'm thankful for how God's using you and your church. I'm thankful that you and Lisa love this place and you love these people. And you want the best for them. And I know that with my heart that they do. And I've learned a lot from that. And so I'll try not to be too loud. Mary, I'll try to be real quiet. I try not to be too loud, but you know what? That's who God's made me to be. And if getting loud gets you closer with God, then come on, let's get do it. Let's get, let's get after it. Because our goal is to get closer with God, to get a greater encounter with God. Come on. Come on. God wants us to be fired up. for He wants to have passion to see Him, to go after Him. That's where it starts at. Now, I'm going to share a story with you today that I believe shows where passion can be tied to your victories in life. You know, as I come today and I see these two beautiful girls back there that could not be here today without a miracle in their life. It reminds me of the miracle that's your life. The miracle that I encountered for those two girls that to God saved their life. It's a good review for me that God is still in the miracle working business. And He is for you today too. And so when you see a miracle like that, you want to see more and more of those. And you, and you try to go after those. And you know, we can't create them, but we can look for them. So, anyway, so you're probably wondering why you have these paddles. I like auctions. How many have been to an auction? I like going to cattle auctions. I can sit at a cattle auction all day long. You ask Jamie or you ask buddies with me, I'll sit there. My dad, since, since I've been with you, my dad has gone to heaven. He went back went to heaven last, last summer. And thank you for allowing Jamie to come up to be with me up there. It, it was a challenging time. I spoke at his funeral. God helped me to speak at his funeral. God did some amazing things in his life during his last few days. But um, we'd go to the cattle auction together, and I'd just sit there and watch these cows run through. I just love that. But, you know, I went to an auction a while back with my wife. It was for our high school thing for race funds. And so the auctioneer gets up there, and, boy, he's got a great product. And he's going on. He said, give me one dollar, one dollar, two, 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 three, two, three, four, four. So he gets really going. And the point of an auctioneer is, guys, is to get you involved to the auction. He wants you to say, hey, I got something that you need, and I want you to bid on it. I want you to buy it. So he gets you involved. So today, I want you to get involved today. I want you to throw this up there. If you got something that helps you, come on, give me an amen. Come, give me, come on, somebody. Come on, praise the Lord. So that's what it is. An auctioneer gets you involved in the service. When you get involved, you get something out of it. What you put in, what you put out, what you reap, you sow. So I want to encourage you today to get involved. To maybe there's something here today that's going to lift you up and lift your spirits because we need to be encouraged. I was encouraged yesterday when we won the game. We had a great time yesterday. But you know, those, the, the, it, was a, it was a tight game. Did anybody watch it on TV, by the way? Let me ask a question. Did we make the field goal or not? We called. They said we didn't make it. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's get started here. Great worship this morning. Wonderful worship. I feel God here today. I'm thankful. I'm excited to be here today. Of course, you know that. I've been thinking a lot about what's going on with this message and stuff, and God's kind of had me in different areas. And, uh, but I'm trusting today that what I'm going to share with you today, like I said, is going to lift you up and get you fired up to see more encounter with God, to see greater things happen in your life. So 
Jesus, we thank you today. We thank you for the service. We thank you for these men and women here today. I pray that the words come out will be the ones that you want them to hear. I pray the words that come out will be the ones that will penetrate, oh God, that be anointing in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. amen. All right. Let's get started. All right, so if we go, if you have your Bibles, your open apps, go to 2 Kings 13. I'm going to start for verse 14. It's up on the, I'm going to read the screen. Now, Elisha had been suffering, suffering from an illness from which he died. J.R. the king of Israel, went down to see him. Now, let me just read. So he went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Next verse, please. Elisha said, get a bow and some arrows, and he did so. Next verse, please. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. When, ye, when he had taken it, when he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. And open the, open the east window, he said, and he opened it, and he shoot. Elisha said, Elisha said, shoot. So he shot the Lord's arrow of victory. The arrow of victory over Aram, Aram, Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Armenians at Ephraim. You will completely destroy the enemy. Then he said, take the arrows, and, they took, and he took them, and Elisha told him, strike the ground. He struck the ground three times and stopped. Then the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck around five or six times. Then you would have defeated the, the Armand and completely destroyed it. But now you will defeat only three times. He came up short. You know, you go back to verse one. So as you read in chapter 13, there's a lot of going on with the Israelites. They're living in sin. There's horrible kings and this crazy stuff going on. Now, as you go on, the kings knew that Elisha was going to pass away. And back then, when you wanted to encounter God, when you wanted a word, you had to go visit the prophet. In there during that time, Elisha was the prophet. But today, you don't have to encounter any prophet. It's you. It's who? It's you God's talking to. It's you who God's saying, hey, do this, do that. I want you to go there. So he goes down, and he wants you to encounter Elisha before he dies. And he goes down there. He says, Elisha had become sick. And, he's, and he's, you know what? He's saying, oh, my father, my father, the church of Israel, and the horsemen. He was having a pity party. He was crying out because he knows as soon as Elisha died, what's going to happen to the world? It's going to go, it's going to go, what's going to happen to me? What's going to, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. So he's having a pity party. He said, Lisa said, so Elisha said, enough. Take a bow and some arrows. So he took this bow, and here's, here's a cool thing. When he grabbed this bow, he said, put the bow and arrow, and he pulled it back. How many ever shot an arrow, bow and arrow? You pull it back. And when he pulled it back, he said, hey, hey, let me put my hand. The prophet said, let me put my hand on your hand. That is a great example of bringing the natural into the supernatural. So when God, when you encounter God, sometimes you count him for answers. Sometimes you count him for certain things. But when he puts his hand upon you, that brings your natural into the supernatural. And when he shot that bow, he said, that's a bow of victory. He knew what he was going to get when he shot that bow because he's obedient to shoot the arrow. When God puts his hand upon your situations, expect a victory. When God puts a hand in your situation, expect it to change. Because you know what encounter means? Encounter means when you run into God, you run into him. Can we throw it up there right quick? When we encounter God, you know, he said, the word encounter simply means to run into, to run into, and running and run into God is the best thing that can happen to you guys. Because we need an encounter, because we, we need an encounter, because only an encounter with God, only an encounter with God can transform you, us and give us purpose and a direction like no other. 
God gives you your purpose. He gives you direction so you can find the victories in your situations. So here we go. So he says, shoot the bow. So he shots the bow. Who knows how far that bow went? When God put his hand upon it, it was the bow of victory. So as we move it on, he said, okay. Then he said, open these windows. He said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and that's the deliverance for you. You'll de defeat the armies. Then he said, take the arrows. So he took them, and he said to the king, strike the ground. Now this is what I want to kind of concentrate on. You know, there's, there's several things that we can do in counter God. Number one is we can have prayer. Prayer helps us to encounter God by talking to him, by creating, creating intimacy with God. comes through prayer. You want to encounter God? Begin to pray. I don't care. You don't have to pray through. I'm not saying you have to pray three hours a day. I'm not saying that. Pray when you get a chance. Read your Bible. Begin the intimacy of God. You'll begin to encounter him more. Number two, the presence of God. The Bible says when, he draw, when you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And what happens when he draws near to you? You encounter God. Face to face, you encounter him. We don't need nobody else to do it for us. You have the ability to encounter God face to face. Now, prophetic. Now, here's is where um, I'm talking about. So he, he went to the prophet to get the word. So prophetic is when you, somebody comes to you, like Jamie, he gives you a word. Sometimes you look for that, you'll find it, but most of the time I would say God can give that to you. If you do receive the prophetic, it usually confirms something that you already know in your life. So I'm talking about some of the prophetic. And the perseverance. Perseverance is you don't quit. Perseverance is you, 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 have what you, you have what you have for the long haul. You don't stop. You don't give up. You don't, I mean, you, we're, we're going to get weak in it. We're, we're, we're going to maybe find, maybe get in some situations, but you can't quit. In the football game yesterday, they kept stopping the run on us. And they, and they and we, but you know what? They kept running the ball. You keep running the line. You keep hitting the line. You don't stop because eventually the enemy is going to give up and you're going to break, break through the line and you're going to score. If you don't stop, you're going to get through the line. If you don't stop, you're going to get your victory. If you don't stop, you're going to see what God has for you. But you can't stop short. Amen. And that's what he did. The man of God said, you stop short. If you destruct the ground five more times, if you had more faith in what I told you, if you had more obedience in what I told you, you would have got the victory that God wanted you to have. But you stop short. If you stop short in your life with God, you can stop short of the blessings as well. Because he did not get the victories that he was promised. He only got three. So sometimes you've got to strike the ground again and strike it again and strike it again until you receive what God has for you. Maybe you're speaking for salvation for your children or maybe finances, maybe deliverance, whatever it is, strike the ground. Don't quit. Keep going because you have nothing if you stop. You'll get it off if you don't stop. You've got to keep going. Persevere, persevere. You know, when we encounter God, we encounter passion. Part of power to encounter God is we grab passion. And I looked up passion right quick before I got up here. Should have gave this to you to put up there. Is from the Greek word meaning desire. Let's see here. Took a picture of it, make sure I get the right one. The word enthusiasm comes from two Greek words meaning in or within. And he owes meaning God. Yes, passion means in God. 
That means it's passion. We just don't have passion. We don't wake up in the morning and just get passion. You get passion from God. You get your zeal from God. But here's what we have to do with it. We have to stoke the fires. We have to build. We have to talk to ourselves. We have to encourage ourselves. Hey, I have to stay plugged in. I have to stay with the, I have to keep continuing giving passion. And sometimes little things, as Lisa and I were talking about, sometimes the little things in life can continue to help you get more and more passion for God. Continue to have it. You know what else? Passion grows. Passion spreads. Because your passion can be can share can get on other people. Fire can get with other people, encourage other people. Now here's the thing. I'm very passionate, and people say I'm also very intense. But that's the way God's made me. And so you have to embrace that. Be able to, be able to find peace in who God's called you to be. And so it doesn't you don't have to be passionate like me. But you can find passion in something that God wants you to do. If you don't have passion in what God has you to do, you may not see the victory. Listen, the passion that this king should have had was tied to his victory. The passion that you got to have, you may see victories if you get passion in what God's called you to do. Grab a hold of that. Get passion for what God wants you to have. He, he will give it to you. you got to seek it. you got to go after it. We can't be armchair Christians. We have to get up and get going. Listen, this is a beautiful church. It keeps you warm in the winter. It keeps you cool in the summer. It keeps you dry when it rains. But you know where church is at? It's out there. It's out there. God gives you what you need to go out there to go to the auto zones, the coffee shops, the restaurants, who knows, wherever to go to encourage people. Now, I'm not saying that you got to go to the hospital and pray for people. I'm not saying that. It's as simple as, hey, good morning, Jamie. Good to see you, brother. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, brother. Listen. It's as simple as that. When the Holy Spirit lives in you, he will use you to encourage other people. When the passion, when you have passion, it overflows. Now, your passion could be for prayer. Sister Susie could be a prayer warrior. Man, you know what? When you're in a problem, and you need a situation, and you need a miracle, you need healing, let's call Sister Susie. Why? Because she has passion in the prayer closet. And she can really, you feel like, man, Sister Susie has like a direction right to the throne of God. Let's call her. Why? Because she's passionate about what God's called her to do. When you get passion to what God's called you to do, and you wrap your arms around it, you'll find your purpose, you'll find favor, you'll find victory. Right today, we are living in a world of identity crisis. Well, people don't know who they are or what they want or what they want to be. But I'm telling you that God's called you to be somebody. He's called you to be who God's, he's called you to be something that's bigger than you, something that's amazing, something that's encouraging. But unless you embrace it, you'll fall into identity crisis. It's happening today in the church. I'm not going down that road, but I'm just saying, unless we embrace that, God's been talking to me about that. And I'm not just saying it because we're in dealing. I'm saying because I've talked to you about it. Jonathan, embrace you. I've called you to be. Stop playing around. Stop messing around. If you want to be used by God, embrace what God's called you to do. Get after it. Have passion. Strike the ground. Whatever, however that looks like, whatever you got to do, strike the ground. Trust God. He'll, he'll see you through. See, the, see, Elisha was looking for the passion in the kings, but he didn't find it. He didn't have it. He came to him, pity party, oh, I need this, because he knew if Elisha dies, it was going to go south. So when you encounter God and you're looking for answers, you better be ready, better be ready to activate them. God knows what you need. He's got, he knows you more than you know yourself. So he, when you give the answers, grab a hold of them. Walk in it. Be encouraged by it. Listen, Paul and Silas, as I was studying this message, I was thinking, okay, God, 
What are some, what are some situations where people had to, people were in challenges and they had to give it all? Paul and Silas was ripped, it was put in prison, in chains. They were whipped and they were accused for doing something all, doing something right, doing something for God. They're laying in the cells. And as you read the Bible, it says everybody in the cell heard them worshiping God. Do you think they were whispering? Do you, you think they were just saying, oh, praise God, oh, my God. No, they were shouting because people in those cells heard about them. So when you begin to get passion and you give it all, it will shake the ground. God will open the doors. God will break the chains. But sometimes we've got to get fired up about it. Sometimes we've got to get courage. Sometimes we've got to plug it in. See, I can wire a house all day long, but until I plug that house into power, it's an empty shell. Until you plug your life into God, you plug yourself into what God's power is, you're an empty shell. You can walk around and say this and say all that, but unless you're plugged into the Holy Spirit and you have a relationship with him and you're trying to encounter him, you're an empty shell. Who wants to be an empty shell? Nobody. Listen, I want to be used by God. I want to see people be encouraged, be lifted up. Why? Because that's who God is. God is a God of encourager. The life you live for God is better than the life the world ever has for you today. Man, let people know. And so, um, you know, you know you, so last night as I was visiting with Lisa and Jamie about this, you know, God puts us in situations because he knows what you're made of. Do you know what you're made of? Do you know what you're made of? Do you know what you're made of? No, but God does. So he's going to put you in situations so you can see yourself what you're made out of because you're stronger than you think because God's made you that way. The calls that are on your life are bigger than you. Your calls in your life are going to get you to the point where you never thought you could ever get there because David's men had calls on their life. And look what they did. One guy chased a lion in the den, and he came out alive. One stood in the pea patch and defended his whole pea patch against the army. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying go jump in the line with a pit, pit of the line. What I'm saying is it's bigger than you. And when you believe it, when you grab a hold of it, you'll start walking in it. And your life will change. He wants to transform you. Come on, God encounters transforms you guys. God encounters are not for you, they're for somebody else. You want to encourage one another? You go out and you want to grow in encouragement? You go grow encourage somebody at the coffee shop. You, you, you want to be healed of something? You go pray for somebody's healing. That is the way it works. You want to give out? You, 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 you want to grow? You give out. Yeah, I, I, attend, I attend a church in Tulsa. I began to volunteer at called Life Church. My daughter helps out there. It's called Life Church. And the story of this church is many, many years ago when they got started, they were struggling. They were struggling to make it, struggling to pay bills. And so Pastor Greg Rochelle is his name. And the story goes that, so he had all this material that he had been teaching leadership skills. And if you never heard of Greg Rochelle, he's a great leadership leader, teacher, great uh, leadership guy. And so they said, hey, listen, basically, long story short, basically, listen, we're in financial trouble. We can't pay our bills or situations. So he said he's on the way to a meeting because they have all this material that churches want. They thought, if we could sell this, That'll help us pay the bills. That makes sense, right? Come on, it's common sense, sound mind, sell the stuff. So he got on his way to the meeting. God says not to do that. Now, that's a good plan. That's a great plan, God. Why wouldn't we do that? We got to get, get out of the debt we're in. He said, no, give it away. Give it away. Give it away. So he goes to the meeting. He gets down and he says, hey, we're not selling nothing. We're giving it all away. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Today, they have campuses 
all over America. Why? Because they gave it out. Now listen, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no difference in you or the life church. No difference. Give it out. Give it away. Encourage one another. You'll grow. You'll be encouraged. Don't, don't, don't have pity parties. Don't wear it around on your back like a backpack. Throw it on the ground. Kick it. Beat it. Hit the ground. Come on. Just get, let, God has got something great for you guys. And you say, well, John, I don't know your situations. That's right. I don't know, but I know who does, and that's God. And I said story after story in the Bible and today that miracles never cease. They always happen. You want them, you got to go after them. Perseverance, passion can be tied to your victory. There's a woman in the Bible who had an issue of blood. Boy, she, she, she wanted to get healed for years. Paid money to doctors and doctors. Went to churches and went to churches. Prayed for her, prayed for her probably. And you got church people saying, hey, sister, you'll be all right. Just hang in there, hang in there. She's like, I'm tired of hanging. I know what I need to do. I need to encounter God. I'm going after him. And they're going to stop me. So she knows she had to do. So you have to get, you got to know what you know. You got to trust God and say, listen, I got to get to the, I got to get to God. I got to touch God. I got to encounter God because only he can transform you. So listen, here's this woman. You know the story. Hundreds of people in this crowd. And she grabbed the, grabbed the garment just a little bit. He stopped the whole crowd. Your passion can stop Jesus and can turn around and say, what do you need? I got it. But you've got to be persistent. You can't give up. You've got to, got to keep going after it. And she was healed. And he said, who touched me? Well, Jesus, everybody, there's 100 people. And he said, no, one person did. Somebody had passion enough to fight the crowds, for perseverance, not to give up. Don't give up. You've got to give it all. You've got to give it all and you get it all. So, you know, here's here, no, here, one more story. I love stories in the Bible because I love the parallel things and I love the parallel things when I when I speak because I like to give examples. That's how I learn from examples. And uh, so, how about the four guys that carried their buddy to the house, tore the roof off this place? Now, here's something else. Here's these four guys. You know what? I was thinking. I bet one of these guys had an encounter with God. One of the guys had an encounter with God, and they said, "Hey, oh John over here needs an encounter." I had an encounter last week with Jesus. You had an encounter with Jesus last week. So let's get our buddy John to Jesus because we know it's going to save him. Because we know it's going to heal him. So they grabbed their buddy based on their testimonies, based on what God's done for them, and their faith was enough to get their buddy healed. Carried him, ripped the top off, dropped him down, and God healed him. Sometimes God gives your encounters for other people. Probably most of the time. But your encounters can encourage other people. Your encounters can lift other people up. Why? Because you know, hey, buddy, I've been there. God delivered me from that. You know, as you were singing this morning, Jennifer, you were talking about failure or weaknesses. And I've been praying about it. I have several weaknesses I have in my life. I mean, this is life. One of the weaknesses that I struggle with, and I've dealt for many years, I know where it came from, is I always having enough. Lack. I have a business, and, and we're busy. We pay bills. I get my bills paid and, and pay payroll and all that stuff. But from week to week, I struggle. Am I going to make it this week? Am I, am, I, am I bidding enough on my jobs? Do I have enough profit in my jobs to pay the bills, to pay material so I'm paying my guys? Week after week, I struggle with that sometimes. And so I said, well, God, why do I do with that? It's because when I, you're, 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 I'm weak there, but God always comes through for me. Because when I meet somebody else, I'll say, buddy, God's going to help you. 
Why? Because he does it for me over and over and over again. And I'll never lose that testimony because God always comes through for me. So sometimes my weakness is going to be your strength because God did it for me. He'll do it for you. I have a great friend of mine. He's not here today, Pat Fryer. He struggles with some things in his life. I don't struggle on the things with on the things he struggles with. And I don't, he don't struggle with the spirit of lack. But we encourage one another. Our weaknesses build each other up. Because there's some things he struggled with as abandonment, stuff like that from his childhood. He's never got over that. So sometimes the enemy comes at him. I don't struggle with that. But that's how we build it up. Iron sharpens iron. Come on. And I'm going to encourage you men to go to that breakfast next week. I'm a very believer in men's breakfasts and men getting together. God is in that. And men, we need that. There's a story in the Bible with Jonathan. Good name. And his armor bearer. They're at the bottom of a mountain. And long story short, there's 800, there's several, 800, several hundred men on a, on, a, on a hill. And he says to his armor bearer, he said, hey, let's go up there and get after this army. And the word he uses is perhaps. Perhaps God will be with us. His armor bearer is like, okay, let's go. Let's do it. On the word perhaps, when you got a guy, a buddy like that, that has your back, come on. You can see victories. They climbed to the top, and they started killing those guys. God helped them. So, man, men, it's important that you have powerful relationships in your life. Men that have your back. Men that are encouraging. Men you can pick up the phone and say, hey, I need prayer. Hey, I'm in a situation. And you can pray for them. Now, I'm not sure you're going to kill a bunch of people. I'm not saying that. But the point of it is, he believed in his buddy's word from the Lord. He said, let's do this. If you know the story, it's no story short, they only had one sword between them. It's very amazing. Anyway, so I just want to encourage you guys. Strike the ground. Find your passion. What is your passion in today? I mean, coming to church is great. Coming to church and getting a wonderful message from Jamie and taking home and meditating on it is wonderful things. But God wants you to be passionate about for the things of God. What are you going to do with what the Lord has given you? He wants us to use the gifts he's given us. In the Bible, and he came back, he gave those gifts to those guys. I might run blank right quick. Talents, and one guy did nothing with it. We have to do something with our gifts and our passions for God, or we may lose it. What we may miss out on is blessings and victories in our life that we struggle with because we didn't find the passion to use our gifts and the zeal that God looks for us. God wants us to be passionate for him. I mean, look at Peter. Peter pulled the sword, chopped his ear off because he loved God. He was passionate about that, you know? And uh, again, there's some great, great examples, but God is looking for passion today. Where is your passion at? You know, if God went to the, went to the cross and he just gave it half, took care of half our sins, we'd be in a situation today. But God went to the cross and gave it all so you, he could, you could t we could take it all. He took it all so you could have it all. And you have it all because God gave it all. And what he's want from you, he wants you to give it all. Your all is nothing to compare to what you're going to get in return. So when you go to an auction, you want to buy something at a good price. When you go to an auction, you want that product to be worth more 
than what you paid for it. I'm going to tell you something right here. This is worth everything. This is it. This, in 1 Peter 1.23, brings life. Life to your spiritual body, spiritually, this works. Have passion for it. The life it saves is miracles in those seats right there. The word of God. Jamie struck the ground many times over and over and over again, and he had a miracle in his life. There may be times in your life when you need to strike the ground and keep striking it. Don't give up. You may get discouraged. You may look at the situations. You may think, God, this is overwhelming to me. He's saying, don't look at that. Look at how I'm striking the ground. Trust God. Don't look at the size of the army. We, it's a cliche. I know it is. Don't look at the size of the army. Don't look at the size of your sword. Look how big your God is. That's what he wants to lead to look at. When you encounter a big God, your face should grow. When you encounter a big God, your passion should grow. Don't lose your passion. It's tied to your victories. If Oklahoma State would have lost their passion yesterday to win the game, different story. Now, I'm not saying West Virginia lost it. But let me tell you something. When you come into the natural side, when you have these coaches that spend or get paid millions of dollars and they get their team in a locker room and they get ready to go a big game, do you think they're saying, hey, good luck out there? Hey, but I hope, hope, hope I had a good practice this weekend. No way. That guy is up on the stage, and he said, boys, let me tell you something. This is where it starts. Get out there and listen. He has fired him up. Why? Because he knows the passion that they got to have, the mentality they got to have to win the game. Now, listen, I know that's extreme, but that doesn't matter. Whatever it takes for us to get closer to God and get our passion, that's what it's got to do. That's what God wants us. So I'm going to encourage you guys today. That's kind of where I'm at today. God gave it all. You want to come, Jennifer? I always wanted to say that. <laughs> Would you come, please? I've known Jennifer and her family for many, many years. But as, as we're just worshiping God today and as I'm wrapping up, God gave it all for you guys that you could give it back. And you know, you're, like I said before, your all is nothing to what you're going to gain. And I think sometimes in life, we trip over things, we struggle with things, because we haven't made that commitment to get rid of it. We haven't shown the compassion to really do good of it. Because maybe we like maybe we like pity parties. Maybe, maybe we're just a little bit cowardly. I know I use that a lot. That's for Matthew back there. But God doesn't want none of that. He comes down. He came, he came down to Gideon, who was a coward, and said, hey, you mighty man of warrior. That's who you are. That's who you are, mighty man of warrior. And you, he had to embrace that before he's seen it. Embrace your purpose, and then you'll see your victories. Thank you, guys. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much. Find your passion for God, and I believe things will change in your life. And when passion, when you find your passion, it'll boil over, and people will come and see your passion for God, and you'll draw people in. Stay right here. Would you stand with us, please?